Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The Underpowered Hour on this week's show, Land Rover Trophy Edition New Defender. We talk to John and Harold from the Center Steer podcast about their 100th episode and much more. And finally, we talk about Land Rover wiring faux pas. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Stephen Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about my cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or check us out on Instagram at the Barris Collection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the hammer rivet to Stephen's pop rivet, the flappy doors that open around corners of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Now patented uh, phrase that starts the show. Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode. And Ike, what is in the news uh, this uh, week? What's, uh, uh, what's, what's kicking? What have we missed, actually? Because there's, there's been a lapse in news lately. Uh, what's, uh, what's newsworthy? Well, Land Rover continues to announce uh, some new models. You know, the, the SVR Range Rover Sport, the forthcoming flagship Range Rover model has been uh, course, you know, various yeah. discussion around that, and some prototypes with cladding have been spotted and these sorts of things that uh, normally pre- um, you know, that happened before the release of a new model. But uh, I think for us, the thing that we're interested in most is maybe the uh, Trophy Edition new Defender. You know, Land Rover's yeah. having... Yeah. Well, because, of course, here in North America, we don't, um, unfortunately, we're not going to get access to the classic uh, Trophy Defender from that trove, uh, seemingly a magic giving bag of old Defenders that Land Rover has squirreled Just away a somewhere. Big pile of VIN plates somewhere. Yeah, they keep producing them. And uh, I don't know from where. There's a warehouse somewhere, just chock a block full of old uh, new Defenders. Yeah. Uh, anyways. That chic that bought the very last one for like 800,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. So pissed. He's he's got to be mad. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Every time I go, wait what a minute. The hell, you There's guys. another one. I was told this would be the last one. Yes. What the hell? Um. So, anyways, uh, the new defender, our 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 fabulous new defender, uh, they're doing a a, a, a sort of Land Rover Trophy edition mm-hmm. of that one, uh, as well, and it comes with sort of the same uh, kind of idea. You don't get to go to, um, you know, to actually go to Eastner Castle and do that sort of thing. Instead, uh, you'll do one of the Land Rover Experience Centers here in North America, and I'm not sure if they're doing it at every one or if they're just doing. Uh, uh, you know, one location or the location close to you, whatever, you're going to do sort of a mini version uh, or maybe a 
regular version, I'm not sure, of the version that they're doing at uh, the, you know, I don't, who knows? They just uh, put one guy through the Camel Trophy every time he buys a car. It's just one guy, the entire Camel Trophy, all by himself. Okay, you know? bury the tire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's sort of, a, you know, it's an all-inclusive experience, somewhat lonely, where they just, you have to wait. Like, well, we think your Camel Trophy will probably be sometime next year. We had a couple in the queue here. We'll get those guys, uh, you get you all together. Anyways, you'll get to go out to the estate and do some driving in your car and stuff it's it's kind of neat you know the only issue is i think it's about 90 grand and the mm-hmm. only issue for me is it's kind of not the defender you would want if oh, you were that? going to do like a a trophy-esque you know camel trophy kind of thing with it. it you know it's a very high spec car it's essentially a lot of the same things you get on the first edition defender okay. mm-hmm. come on this same one um and <laughs> maybe the most remarkable for me is it it's it's actually wrapped that color. It's not Wait, it's not paint. It's not paint. It's wrapped in the camel. So it's got the sand glow wrap. Wrap. Yeah, it's a sand glow sheet of plastic. Um, so w- I, what color is it underneath? I, I have no idea. That I mean, you get to find out. Surprise. And maybe, yeah, well, surprise. yeah, two or three years uh, from the date of purchase. Uh, you know, you'll get whatever colors underneath. And I don't know if it's like a random color, you know, or if it's that weird orange color that only came on the Freelander, you know, whatever. It's something under there. It's something under there. And you'll have to wait for a few car washes and then you'll, (laughs) and then you'll find out. I mean, the great thing about the wrap that's like on the regular Defender, you can get that frozen wrap or whatever, is when you scratch the hell out of the side of it, you just peel the wrap off and put on, and put on a new wrap. Maybe it's Sanglo underneath too. It might be Sanglo underneath. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they paint the car and then they wrap <laughs> they over wrap top of the it, car. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. And you got the logos and you got the special, so the I believe they're special and winch seats. And, uh, yeah, the and you got, you got the logo on the seats. You got, I think you got some cool stuff in there. Now, remember the like XD Land Rovers and stuff? They didn't even actually have the logos on the seats. They just had seat covers that had the logo on them. So actual embroidered seats. That's a step up. That's a, yeah. you know, well, you know. I don't know. I might have one. So They're kind of collectible. Can you buy I guess. these? I mean, you basically make your own camel, or I guess it's not camel trophy edition package if you have the wrap and the seats, right? It's the yeah, it's the trophy edition, the Land Rover trophy edition. I don't know. I yeah. think you could. I, I think they're making a limited number of them. I don't remember how many, and there are some now showing up at North American dealerships. They're popping up here and there. I believe it comes in both the ninety and the one ten or the. Now is this part of their is this part of their because of the chip shortage so it's re, you know reduced production and they're quote unquote focusing on um you know margin items or margin yes. products is this one of those do you it's think it's the land rover make the shit we can program yes um and uh yeah i think absolutely like this is a way to get some of those high margin defenders that they can they can spare this the precious few chips that they do have mm-hmm. uh you know they can get it moving and dealers are going crazy i, I was chatting with a dealer here in, in southern california the other day and they're going nuts that they don't have any cars to sell there's people coming into the dealership every day looking for defenders and and there are none to be had. I think. Uh, I think she said they have a dozen coming in over the course of the next like six weeks or something. Every single one of them spoken for like three times over. Like they have orders in reserve. If somebody for whatever reason gets cold feet, there's two more people waiting to buy that car, which is great. I mean, what a great problem to have. I've heard, I've heard people are selling their spots too. 
Yep. Selling their spots and selling their cars that are, you know, that maybe have 30, you know, 25, 30,000 miles on them already, cars from last year, that uh, they're selling for more than they paid for them. And these, some of these cars have 15, 20, 30,000 miles on them, you know, like this is. Yeah. If you can, if you can get yourself, uh, if you can buy a Defender, you can sell a Defender, right? Yeah. It's funny. Who would have thought the new Defender is garnering the same kind of prices as the classic uh, Defender? We wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought. I guess scarcity will do that to you you know yeah. it's now you really have to make the decision do i want to spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a 90 from 25 years ago or on a 90 from a year ago yeah that's tough especially if something goes wrong with it and they can't get a chip for it oh my god if one of your chips goes you're done you're, you're done you're done to just dip you're, you're done. done only got you get a brick so speaking of uh, down to just dip, um, we have our super good friends uh, from the Center Steer podcast, our guest today. We are so deep into the meta of Land Rover podcasting. We've, embed- <laughs> we've embedded another Land Rover podcast inside of our podcast. It's an inception situation oh where you have a podcast in a podcast. In a podcast. And then that podcast will spawn yet another podcast as we go on their podcast to just create, I don't even know what it is anymore. It's somewhere between Memento and Inception. We're, we're covering all the Nolan Brothers films uh, metaphorically. I feel in like our it's going to end up like Looper. Oh, no, no, darn it. <laughs> oh, darn it. We went just too far and ended up with, uh, with Looper. You know when Bruce Willis shows up, you've gone just a little bit too far. Uh, anyways, John and uh, Harold are, are joining us uh, for uh, a little chat about some stuff that they don't normally talk about on the show. We're going to ask them, like, where did the show come from? Yeah, why, the origin story. Why even have a Land Rover podcast, which I think you and I ask ourselves all the time. Uh, right now. I'm hoping that they can convince <laughs> us that it's a good idea. Um, yeah, and interested to know what their favorite Land Rovers are, interested to know sort of how those two got together and uh, how they've managed to make it work. Many marriages have not lasted as long as those two have been doing a Land Rover podcast. Many this Land Rovers have not lasted as long <laughs> as those two have been doing a Land Rover podcast. So very interested. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, fire up the guest machine, uh, put some uh, gas or diesel diesel in the gas in the, in the machine i guess it'll run on anything again clean kerosene no problem this is gonna be great uh, uh, mcdonald's szechuan sauce is what it'll be run on <laughs> today so here we go we'll have uh, we'll dial up john and harold all right we are here with harold and john from the center steer podcast hundredth episodes uh in uh to the center steer podcast guys first of all congratulations on that that is uh an epic uh achievement and uh and congratulations for sticking with it and uh, having the tenacity to uh whether i'm sure what has been many opportunities to not get to your hundredth episode um but to stick in there because uh as i was uh, talking to harold before we started recording i am uh, a big fan of the show and have been for some time so i as a lawyer listener definitely appreciate it yeah wonderful to have you guys on we're, we're either either too too persistent or too dumb to quit i guess there's not a functional difference i will let you in on a secret there has not been a time when i didn't want to do the podcast awesome that's cool that's great to know actually john that's a, that's a that's a uh i think that's probably fairly rare if you talk to people in the kind of creator community i think if uh you know i, I talk to people who are on youtube and things from time to time and uh i get a you know a lot of the well you know sometimes it's really hard to get through this stuff and you just have to kind of buckle down and get through it so it's it's wonderful to hear that uh 
you know, that, that uh, you, you still love it. There have been a couple times when we would get towards the end of the month and recording time and there was no guest scheduled. And uh, I would, you know, put out the put out the word, beat the bushes, so to speak. And next thing I know, I have like six guests lined up. So that that's the only time there has been any concern. We did have one technical problem. We lost a show and we had to redo it. And that was actually disconcerting because I did it from a pub in the UK after having right. gone to, to uh, Land Rover Days at, and also visiting the Gaydon Museum. Uh, yeah, that was a lost show, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> the infamous lost episode. One day, some recorder somewhere will be found. It'll be, uh, you know, we, well, we famously, famously, uh, it's going on a t-shirt. Um, we have never released our first show. I have it. It's in a, uh, it's in a bunker deep beneath my workshop, but, uh, we're going to sell it unreleased like the Wu-Tang album. That's exactly right. We yeah. actually did three test shows before going lot doing our first one. They, they weren't long, but they were, there's like the kind of the new segment, if you will, before, uh, we started April 2013, and we did they, three they weren't all that good then, either. But we were working through the technical yeah. issues and just trying to figure out yeah, what like the heck we were doing. None of us had a clue. Well, wow. now that you know, now that you know, what what has uh, in what originally inspired you guys to start this show? Mar. Yep. In a word. Okay. For those of the uh, for those listeners that don't know, tell us about Mar. Mar is a Mid Atlantic Rally, which is the largest. I, I think it still is the largest rally in North America where, you know, Land Rovers mm-hmm. all c- come together. And that is the Rove, Rove, Rover owners of Virginia. And that has been going on since probably before I was born. Um, not really. That's, uh, but, uh, and we would sit around the campfire and at the end of the day, after taking trail rides and you would, you know, tell stories about your truck, you would tell lies, you would tell, uh, you know, your, your heights, you know, you, you made that, uh, you made that obstacle, um, you know, w- one, one that I remember specifically was, you know, Harold had his series three ambulance and the, you know, the rear door had opened up, uh, coming through an obstacle. And it was just kind of, you know, we talked about that for a while, you know, and you're talking about that around the campfire and that's, yeah. you pull those two together. And, uh, I have a hobby and interest in Land Rovers. I have a hobby and an interest in, uh, podcasting. So let's, uh, let's do that. And John, is this the only podcast that you do? I don't actually know that. Or do you do you do any others? This is the, the, this is the oh, no, this is the only one. I have yeah, been I have the, been on other podcasts, but this is the only one sure. that yeah. uh, I This is I, enough. I run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is true. This <laughs> is <laughs> enough. Right. And in the in the early days, uh, cuz I'm listening to the podcast when well, I'm the early days, the, the foundational part of this uh, I did come up with a podcast manifesto, you know, proposal, and it laid out what I basically just told you. We want to tell stories, and you know, because you would sit around the campfire, tell you, you know, all those kind of things. And it was going to be a monthly podcast because weekly was too much. And uh, yeah, it is. Know. It is too much. Yeah. So, and we've kind of kept <laughs> we've kept to that um, that that uh, podcast proposal manifesto, whatever you, whatever you call it. Yeah, what are, what are the, the lay those uh, points out for us a little bit, if you don't mind? Uh, what your podcast manifesto? It, did you write this in a cabin in the woods somewhere? What's, yeah, uh, it's made out of letters cut out of a magazine and was thrown through a <laughs> you know, attached to a brick thrown now, through it, a local let's, newspaper. Let's, let's get this straight: the letters are cut. The letters are cut <laughs> out of Rover's North catalogs. All right. Yeah. Ep- 
It's right. All the letters come from Rover magazine uh, uh, covers. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. So the podcast proposal is dated February 12th, 2013. Whoa, uh, historic document. And can be seen in bronze at the uh, Library of Congress. No, 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 no. No, no, one, no one cares. We do. It's printed in 90 weight upon concrete. <laughs> in a parking stall outside of uh, the uh, Virginia Land Rover uh, dealer. So. Uh, the objective, a perf- and I have not looked at this in probably seven, seven, eight, ten years, a professionally produced podcast talking about Land Rover's past, present, future, design, capability, off-roading, on-roading, camping, trails, adventure, garbage, garage, sorry, slip there, garage and restoration work. Bring together a panel of four or five enthusiasts to discuss a number of topics, plus a pre-recorded, short, mechanical-oriented segment. It will not be all mechanical and restoration talk, nor will the panel be comprised of all-knowing Land Rover or mechanic garage types either. And then there were framework points, roundtable discussion, uh, four or five hosts, monthly production. Ideally, Harold loves this part, ideally lasting about 45 minutes in length. <laughs> yeah. Have, <laughs> we're have we to, ever done we're that? We're lucky to get the intro to be 45 minutes <laughs> Only the the zero point three uh, test episodes lasted that short. You are correct, sir. Uh, participation by Skype. The interesting thing is the manifesto did not include the guest segment, which has sort of evolved into the show over time. And we discovered that right. you know we were able to attract some people to the show, and then I think as we sort of gained some traction, we were able to attract even more more prominent people to the show. We've been fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have some really top-shelf top guests on this show, which I think has really, really been good for who, us. Uh, who would you say is your sort of, what was your ultimate get? Like, what was the person that, you know, responded to the email and said, yeah, sure, I'll come on the show. Uh, like, what, who, was, who was that for you guys? Not, again, <laughs> who's your favorite? And let's put it on the show. But what was the one that, like, really surprised you? A- Adam Bennett. Yeah, I agree. And Tim Slesser on the same episode as Adam Bennett. In fact, we've had Tim twice now on the show, and he he's a you know he's a fabulous guy and and really you know sort of an icon in the world, and not the kind of guy you expect to get as a guest on a podcast. But he was right. fabulous, and sure. he's telling great stories about the American West and you know stuff you just don't expect to to hear on a Land Rover show either. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's part of the great uh, thing about uh, your show is it's not uh, so specifically focused on Land Rovers that it would be abrasive to those who are non-Land Rover. I think you definitely get a bonus uh, for being an enthusiast, but uh, that it's a very it's a very listenable show uh, outside of the need for. Yeah, it has that has that campfire yeah. feel, you know, and, uh, you know, there's some, there's some rambling, but that's bound to happen with anybody that gets excited about some. Our topic show is other. completely comprised but of rambling and, uh, no, absolutely no substance. Rambling. So, <laughs> well, after a hundred episodes, what keeps you guys going? Have you explored all the topics or there, is there more to come? Oh, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. The- There's far too many interesting rover people out there to have on as monthly guests. And, and the rest of it, in a lot of ways, is just filler material around the guest segments nowadays. You know, we have the news. We do the, the what's happened this month. And then, you know, we bitch about this and we bitch about that. And then we have the guest. And, and that's the show now. As long as there are interesting rover people out there that still want to come on the show, we have a show. So it's a, so you're you're saying that you know it's evolved and now it's now it's about the guests. 
I'd say half and half. I, I still personally, I still think the the news. I, I've tried to cut the news back and talk less, but I still think it's important uh, because it directly affects <laughs> talk. What talk what less? We, really? Yeah, talk less. Yeah, Harold's on a little delay there, um, and 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 it it uh, because I think it directly affects you know the the hobby that we all have and the enjoyment. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, I realize these are weighty and important matters, but you know the. We've reached peak internal combustion engine, and electric is coming. Uh, you know, and that's just you got to. I still think you got to talk about it. It's happening. It's coming. Um, and you know, prepare or, or not prepare. I guess at your peril, but you know, it's going to affect everything in, in the hobby that we have. You know, the big question that that we sort of pose to people is. You know, why Land Rover for both, of course, John, you and Harold? Why, why in all the brands in all the world? In all the brands in all the to, world. <laughs> right? Did you end up with, uh, with this love affair with Land Rover? I'll let Harold uh, start. Dumb luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's what Hertz had that day on offer. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. They had a clapped ever, out Series uh, 2 <laughs> on, on the Hertz lot, and that's what they gave Yeah, me. you know, that's a... Yeah, you've got this. Uh, you know, you could have the. Uh, you know, you could have the uh, the Sebring or the two A. It's up to you. You know, <laughs> a Sebring. Oh, now there. I've always thought there's a good idea for a podcast to just to interrupt Harold for a second. Is crappy cars. Uh, I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, that's a good point. That, that could be a whole different segment. Yeah, I, I, I think the Sebring Owners Club of California is going to be coming after me now. Yeah, that was the worst car I could think of. I'm the, the uh, Sebring you know, is not. Cars. It's not a bad car unless you get one with an automatic transmission. Then you're screwed. I think that's true of many cars. I think that's true maybe well, of cars in general. I don't know. As long yeah, as you I, stick away, yeah. stick away from those automatic transmissions. It's not a bad car as long as you don't drive it. As long as you don't turn the key. But Harold, what was it? What was it that brought you to the the lander? Well, I'd seen them, of course, and you know, I watched I watched uh, Marlon Perkins abuse Jim Fowler a lot, you know, pushing him out of the series truck to wrestle the lion. Boy, he's a mean one. One false move and Jim could lose an arm. Which reminds me, Mutual of Omaha has a great mm -hmm. decapitation policy. But I've been a British car guy for forty plus years now. My first car was a Triumph. Bought it in high school. Uh, and when Tough. I went, well, you know, glutton for punishment and all that. Uh, went, went off to college and, and studied automotive technology and was the, the weirdo with the British cars there when everybody was doing Mopars and, and Chevys and, and developed a small affliction for, for Mopars too. But uh, got into Jags out on the West Coast and, and uh, then uh, took a detour in my career and was doing computer stuff for a while before I realized this is just not how I want to spend my life. And I'm a car guy and I've always had cars on the side. I've always played with British stuff. And so I want to go legit. So mm -hmm. I shut down the computer store and, and hung out the shingle and I was a British car guy, but mostly in, in the cars, you know, in the Jags, especially, um, but I'd work on anything British, but I decided, well, you know what? I kind of mm -hmm. need to make sure I'm driving the stuff that I do. And and so I needed a truck. I need to get rid of my F-250 and, and get something British. But Jag doesn't make trucks. And so I figured, okay, I'll just I'll get it. Unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it's it's actually a good thing that they don't because I just don't <laughs> think they have any business making <laughs> trucks. Careful, They're a careful car what company. you're doing, Ike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on Jag making SUVs that compete with with Land Rover. I just 
yeah, anyway. So I just, I, I started seeing discoveries and figured, okay, well, that's kind of a good entry into this. And, you know, the discovery with a roof rack, I can haul all the junk I need to. Uh, got into that and then uh, just kind of decided, well, okay, these Land Rovers are interesting. I've always seen the old ones. So let's give one of those a shot. And so I went straight off the deep end for an ex-military 109 ambulance and, uh, that's sort of the that flag is off the deep end. It's sort of would, yeah. the flagship of my shop. Uh, imported it from from eBay.uk. Mm-hmm. Picked it up at the docks in Baltimore, not knowing any better. Just nice. figured I'd drive it home and made it. What most- is the name of your shop, Harold? Uh, Jag Speed Motorworks. All right, yeah. Just for those folks that don't. What know. What does the name mean, Harold? Well, uh, <laughs> it's had a number of meanings over the years. Uh, at one point, it was well. It came about in sort of a weird way also, because actually it was just looking for an online identity about 20-something years ago and, and uh, you know, wanted to be Jagman on Yahoo, but that was already taken. And one of the suggestions they made was Jag Speed. I said, oh, okay, that could be interesting. And that sort of stuck, and so I, I licensed jagspeed.com, and, and then the business became Jagspeed Motorworks, and... Uh, that sort of thing, but it's never been about making Jags go faster. It's uh, really, a, it's it's a past tense of what they have done upon my shop floor. <laughs> there we go. So, John, why Land Rover for you? Of all the, like I've said, of all the brands and all the world, how did you end up with uh, this one? Um, I had an idea of what Land Rovers were, really you know, didn't have too much. I, I do remember you know, Mitchell Omaha's Wild Kingdom, and, uh, you know, all I remember from that really is uh, Marlon sitting in the studio drinking hot toddies while uh, Jim was out Well, Jim work, did all the right? real work. So, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, but skip ahead to 1999, and I was in, uh, in London with my good friend Jeff, who is of uh, British descent. His family came from there. And we were walking through Berkeley Square, of all places, I recall, and passed by this vehicle, and I was in the market for a new vehicle at this time, passed by this new vehicle, and I'm like, what is that? And I took a picture of it and looked it up back when I got back to the U.S., and it was a Land Rover Freelander. Oh, and it was like... The Freelander. <laughs> exactly. The yeah. Freelander sparked all this. Yes. Yeah. Wow, nobody says that. So <laughs> no, no one will admit that a Freelander got them in. <laughs> never, never. Ooh. So, uh, except for me, uh, and, you know, it's yeah. the, it was the best-selling SUV in Europe for what ten years running. So it kept Land Rover on the map. I have so. had a Freelander in Europe many times in the UK in Northern Ireland, and uh, it's great. It's a super fun car to yeah. drive. It was, it was a great car, yeah. manual transmission, uh, and uh, the weird little hill descent thing on the transmission. It's fantastic, fantastic car. I want to see some numbers on how many of those are still on the road. Uh, we are five. We are moderately tracking them. I believe there are seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than I thought. Yes. We actually thought. did <laughs> see at the Vintage Grand Prix, there was a G4 Freelander, an actual authentic oh, G4 yeah. Freelander cool. at the Vintage Grand Prix. So we're going to, that reminds me I of getting on the show. I nearly purchased a Camel Trophy uh, Freelander, not but a few months ago, and just, you know, cooler heads prevailed. But there was <laughs> yes. a. There was a moment where it almost happened, and it would have been just import nightmare for a number of years and things, but I almost did it. I understand why, and it, 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 
so that that got me that I ended up, you know, I needed needed a car, saw the Freelander, ended up, it just so happened they were bringing them to the States. And so I ordered one yeah. and I ended up with a 2002 Alveston Red Freelander uh, five door, the SE model. Great car, loved it. Mm-hmm. But, and this, you know, yes, all the things that you've heard of, I went through four windscreens. I went through five rear sense. main seals. That was the big thing. Sure. So, you know, while it was a great car, you put good tires on it and it would go places and it did because I took it to Mar a number of times. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, uh, reliability was. It went a lot of places shocker. you wouldn't think it would or should. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where was the last place it went? Uh, Harold's <laughs> shop. It's still <laughs> my, 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 my driveway <laughs> and a chimney fell upon it. <laughs> It oh, is. No. I tell you what. Yes. It is a fabulous. I've heard that's fabulous, a common problem with Freelanders. <laughs> it is a fabulous vehicle for catching yes. chimneys. Yes, I was, I was hurt. Yes, I would so, agree with that. So, if anybody needs Freelander parts, as long as they don't need the sunroof or anything on the top side, uh, I have that's the right. stuff. Is it still under the chimney? Do we have to move some bricks? No, the chimney is. <laughs> not, the, well, the bricks all ended up inside the truck all neatly standing up in the map pockets it was amazing wow in neat little rows wow i love it and it was actually owning the freelander and here in pittsburgh we now have three land rover dealers at the time there was one wow and it was an old school it's called ascot motors they don't exist anymore or if they do they just sell range uh uh, rolls royces something Mm -hmm. i don't know in a swanky place uh it was every bit the place you'd expect it to be with a name like Ascot. They were in. It was in a town called Swickley, and that is where Mario Lemieux has his mansion. So that tells the yeah, naturally. sense of... Uh, yeah, this all makes sense. Yes, this all makes sense. Did they have like a fancy steakhouse where they required you to wear a jacket and had some jackets on offer? <laughs> uh-uh. Did they yes. have ascots on only offer? Only ascots. You, you, no, no, you could only wear that's an ascot, walk, nothing else, sir. That's <laughs> to walk in at the dealer. They provide <laughs> it was a different you a, kind of place, you know? But You want to walk into the dealer, you have to have a jacket or they'll provide one for you. What's the what's the Harold and John meet cute? What is that? So Harold uh, joined the Harold like? joined the club. He had moved back to Latrobe somehow. Got you know got contact with the club, and uh, it was February of two thousand eight. Well, strictly, maybe, strictly like in that. the online thing, we had a forum going on Yahoo at the time, and so I was starting to to contribute oh, yeah. there. But I'd never met so any it was an of these online in, relationship first. Right. Never met <laughs> any of these people in person. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It's I a see. grinder, grinder, casual, casual rover owner. <laughs> casual, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. actually it's actually rover with R O V R. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, as it turns out, you know, it's a case of mistaken website on both parts, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, a Land Rover dating website. Well, oh, that's got to be the status place. Well, the ever. funny thing is, is everybody throws their keys in the bowl, and nobody's able to leave because nothing, nothing will start. Will start. <laughs> the, well played, sir. Yeah. Well played. But there's yeah. plenty <laughs> of lube. Plenty of lube to be had. Oh yes. <laughs> who, knew so Land, right? who knew there was Land Rover humor? Sit. We're getting I, this. We're we getting better this buy now. Set up. We need to finish the story. So I had some rental property at the time, and we had a bonfire. It's February, and I invited everybody I knew to this to this bonfires. And I was at the property, and then I had to go back to my house because it wasn't far away to pick something up. And I'm coming back with the Freelander, and the ro- it was a it was a gravel road, and it was covered in snow because it's February. And there's a there, and there's a guy in a, in a I think it was a Range Rover and he's shuffling and I'm like I think that's Harold but I can't stop because I was worried that if I stopped I wouldn't be able to continue so I'm in the Freelander well, he, and I he was right by I'll, I'll, I'll meet you later Harold but meanwhile I was out there shoveling because 
the plan was people were going to show up early. We're going to drive back and forth this driveway and pack down the snow for those who didn't have decent four wheel drive, the, the non rover folks. Right. So I show up and there's nobody there. And it's like 10 degrees out. It's like, well, I'm not going to stand around. Oh, it was My bitter, wife's with me. Cold. She's starting to complain about the cold because she's from California and she's still soft. But um, so it's like we find some shovels like, OK, here's a way to at least keep body temperature up. We're going to just shovel and start being productive. And uh, about this time, one of John's cousins and her drunken boyfriend roll up and, and, you know, they get promptly stuck where we're shoveling, which, of course, is not helping us any. And, and, and his cousin gets out. You must know Johnny. Uh, well, I will once I meet him. And then that's about the time John rolls past. And, and yeah, yeah, that's kind of where it went yeah. from there. And there he goes. And there he goes. I'm not getting stuck. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, at that, as we start to come to an end uh, here, guys, we, as I mentioned before we started recording, you will be victims of, subjected to, I don't know the right way to phrase it, uh, a new segment we have for all guests going forward, the lightning round. Uh, where Ike will ask you, should we do this? Should we do this individually? So I think we we... should do it individually. I think we should do it individually. Now, unfortunately it will give one person, uh, some time to think about their answer. No, no, that that, we gotta, we gotta do a little honor system. That person that's not being quizzed has to mute. All right, Harold, you ready for this? Uh, As ready as I'm ever going to be. All right, here goes gas or diesel. Diesel. Absolutely. All right. Soft top or hard top. Hard top. Coils or leaves? Leaves if they're parabolic, otherwise coils. All right. LED or incandescent? LED. Best way to remove the 90-weight smell from your underwear? Sensory extinction. (laughs) Right-hand drive or left-hand drive? Right-hand drive as it was meant to be. All right. Carburetor or EFI? Bosch VE rotary pump. Okay. All right. Java green or Tambora orange? NATO green. That wasn't an option. Jerry McGovern or Spen King? Anybody but Jerry. (laughs) Anybody but Jerry. Anybody but Jerry. All right. We've arrived at the Jerry bashing portion of the show. Of the show, yeah. At some point, it has to come around to that. And uh, we'll get John. Here comes John. I'm on. All right. Harold did uh, outstanding. He got... Uh, all of them right. Yeah, he got, got all of them right. He got all of them right. Okay, right. good. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, Ike, here we go again with Is the, this like the dating the game? John round. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like the dating part game. Part of our website. You all guys right. have to go home with each other at the end of the show. <laughs> 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 okay, are you ready, John? Yes. Okay, here you go. Gas or diesel? Diesel. Soft or hard top? Hard top. Coils or leaves? Coil. LED or incandescent? LED. Best way to remove 90-weight smell from your underwear. Let someone else do it. Ooh. Right-hand drive or left-hand drive? Ooh. Uh, uh, This is the lightning uh, round. I know right-hand drive. (laughs) Carburetor or EFI? Uh, EFI. Java green or Tambora orange? Green. Jerry McGovern or Spen King? (laughs) I'll go with the Spen. You know know how I answer. (laughs) All right. You also got them all right. right. And that concludes the lightning round. Thank you guys for playing uh, our inaugural uh, lightning round uh, for this. You'll be uh, getting a collection of All Right Ike stickers uh, and uh, one of our extra small (laughs) T-shirts that Ike has used to change the oil uh, in one of his cars. All right, guys. Well, hey, it has been an absolute pleasure. I now know more about the... The material that went into building your show than uh, than I had hoped for, and that's fantastic. I think it's such a great uh, <laughs> sounded 
negative, but I meant it as a positive. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, anyways, it's nice to know that, that, on, that an online forum has yielded yet another uh, productive Land Rover couple. Um, and, uh, and with that... <laughs> How do, you, how do you think we met Dixon? That's a good point. And there's there's the cliffhanger oh, no. for the another episode. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we're on your show. So, boys, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it, and thank you for everything that you do for the community, podcasting, Land Rovers, and such. And thank you for everything you for supporting the podcast. Of course, I, well, I wanted to make sure that was clear because you guys support the podcast. More than happy to. Kind of More than so happy you. to. And uh, cheers on the hundredth again. And here's to the next uh, the next hundred and. Uh, We'll uh, we'll certainly. Here's to Jerry. <laughs> you are welcome to come on anytime uh, and uh, and chat more. Uh, always interested in uh, what you guys are up to. Well, good luck and Godspeed, boys. Thank you. Hey, thanks very much. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for coming. All right, that was enlightening. I have never met another enthusiast who got into Land Rovers and continued to stay with the mark by their experience with a Freelander. That's pretty impressive. I, I I didn't I mean I only assumed and I guess maybe that's on me that yeah only people people who had any experience with the Freelander were uh, alienated at such a deep level from the brand that they're standing in front of the dealership uh, warding off others. They don't even drive cars anymore. They're no, just they're like just, <laughs> they're, they're back to horse and buggy. <laughs> Turned them Amish. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they're making uh, they're making uh, you know uh, furniture somewhere in uh, in in Oregon. Um, the you know God bless uh, uh, John and that gang for uh, sticking with it for that long. They seem to be Very deeply impressive. into it and a Very deep love committed. affair. Yeah. Deep love affair there. Those two you uh, can see it in their eyes. You really can. You really can. <laughs> it, worth in fact worth getting on the Patreon uh, just to see the video uh, feed. I don't know about Oof. you. I don't know how many of you have seen pictures of uh, John or Harold. And uh, if you're fans of this podcast, you're very likely fans of the Center Steer podcast as well, as you just can't get enough Land Rover podcasts. <laughs> um, and uh, at any rate, uh, great I guys. I think we're better looking and we're hideous. <laughs> All right. So uh, to wrap up this, uh, you know, uh, Land Rover uh, experience that, that, that no one would uh, bundle with a new vehicle. Um, what uh, what do we have? Ooh, we have a Land Rover faux pas. We do uh, coming up. What is the Land Rover faux pas this week? Well, you know, the Land Rover faux pas for a lot of people is the wiring, right? Oh, and it's geez. just like a factory faux pas for yeah. most people. They're just like this in. is this is terrible. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. But I will say, generally speaking, um, you know, everyone's criticism of uh, Lucas Electrics. Mm-hmm. is is probably mostly overstated. I mean, wire is wire. The you know, the the original wiring harnesses on on uh series Land Rovers at least pretty durable. You know, I have yeah. a lot of cars that are 60, 70 years old still use their original wiring harnesses and everything works. Yeah. Um I think uh electronics, you know, Lucas Electronics retroactively <laughs> yeah. gave the wiring a bad name. So in the eighties, when you started to have like fuel injection and mm-hmm. computers, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, that really gave the, that retroactively gave uh, Lucas wiring a, a super bad name and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that tradition continues to this day where <laughs> they can't manage to, to build them because of the, you know, shortage of chips and so forth. But one of my favorite things is to see, uh, an, a vintage Land Rover that has mm-hmm. been rewired by some well-meaning individual 
with one color of wire. <laughs> I, you know, you've got to think about the next owner when it comes to making that quick fix. And uh, oh my goodness, I, have I been understand going, that you're going through this right now. Oh, I've been going through one of my cars over the past uh, over the past week, trying to get uh, the clocks all working, uh, all the instruments uh, ticking properly. And my God, there are grounds <laughs> everywhere. Everything's the same color. Things have been no grounds. Yeah, well, I suppose. Well, in some cases, I think I would take no grounds. Um, you know, things labeled with uh, electrician's tape uh, that was wrapped around the wire at some point, which have now, of course, turned into sort of a, a dried up confetti in the bottom of the dash behind uh, the instrument panel. Uh, you know, and lots that's your, of... Yeah, that's your only roadmap to how it was done. <laughs> it is the only chance I have. And like, so I'm sort of <laughs> cobbling this stuff back together. And there's, you know, at this point, I, I feel like it's probably a total loss. It's, uh, you know, time to, uh, to uh, what is that? Um, the name of the, the company that does the harnesses, the... Uh, Painless? Sparks, Sparks. Auto Sparks. Uh, Auto Sparks, Auto yes. Sparks. Those guys are fantastic with their incredibly accurate uh, uh, factory uh, wiring harnesses, and it might be time to just call it quits. And they just... do a pretty good job, but uh, I will say, you know, they must be using the original machine. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it takes somewhere between um, 7 and 12 years to get a harness from oh, right. them. It's, yeah, it makes sense. It's brutal. I'm sure that the V8 uh, 109 Land Rover harness is uh, readily available from them. I'm sure they've got those laying around. Your only, your only hope is that somebody's ordered and then canceled. <laughs> canceled. It happens to be laying there. Yeah, I don't know. You know, at this point, it's sort of, uh, it feels like uh, chasing, uh, you know, a circular argument over why something isn't reading correctly and, and whatever else. So, you know, it's funny. And actually, I, we, we, t- we were talking about that when you were here about my, uh, my stage one and and the fact that it it looks as though it has both left and right uh, controls, and we thought, well, it was must have been a right hand vehicle that was converted to left maybe, hand. So yeah, I maybe. I went ahead and did the work and got the factory record and, and looked through that. No, it started life as left hand vehicle, hmm. which means it was probably converted <laughs> to right hand <laughs> and, then and then converted back, back to left hand. <laughs> that's uh, that's my current thinking, and I believe in that process somewhere someone lost parts or more likely tried to use some right hand parts, which looks like it was probably done correctly to then get it back to left hand maybe maybe they cut the the harness going to the like left hand side and then they swapped it and then moved it over yeah and just soldered it back together yeah (laughs) i would not be surprised holy moly there is just uh yeah a lot of gremlins but you know that's frustrating and uh at least uh, at least they left you little uh, notes in the wiring harness on pieces of tape i opened up a dash one time and uh, there was a similar tag and it just said help me <laughs> they never found that guy. Never, never found, found him. that guy. Never, never found, found him. him. No, found I've him actually either. taken off the VIN plate of a couple cars that we were restoring and uh, found behind there that like scrawled or scratched into the VIN plate. Like, you know, some guy restored this car at a certain time. And yeah, so I yeah. called up his widow and yelled at him because he did such a terrible <laughs> he did job. He did such a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's one of those things. You know, I took out the 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 you know the dash pedal. The top of it is melted. Sort of like, how does it melt? What? How does it even get in there to melt it? The heater doesn't know. work, so I don't know how melting could have happened. Yeah, no. you know, it is it is one of those joys of uh, being the who knows how many owners of a, of a particular car, especially you know the the, the you know the one hundred nine V eights ended up in military service. A lot of them were industrial vehicles. They're just all over the place. They went all over the world. Yeah, obviously, occasionally right hand. And then back to left hand. Maybe I'll make it right hand again. I don't know. Maybe I'll have maybe better was, luck over there. Maybe it was both at some point. Was it was a driving institute car with two steering wheels and sets of pedals? You know, you never know. It was a you team building know. vehicle. It's really a lot of fun. You have to be really on the same page as to turning right or left. It's a yeah. Uh, each steering wheel controls one wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time, though. It's a good time. Well, I, you know, here's the thing. I didn't think I would ever hear someone profess their love for the uh, for the Freelander um, or that I, uh, I would ever happen. get the uh, dash lights of the Stage 1 working again. But it's a week of miracles, and, uh, it, and it, was, uh, it was great to go through it uh, again with you. And uh... Oh, no. Oh. It's it's going to be great. Special. It's going to be great. Everybody's going to love it and uh it's going to have uh some Land Rover owners but not as much Land Rovers but it's going to yeah. be awesome. It's fine. You guys are going to love it. It's going to yeah. be great. Uh and uh yeah, we're going to take uh we're going to go to that special. We're going to take we are going to take a little midsummer break. Uh and uh you will not realize this break fair listeners because we have planned into our schedule that uh, even though we have time off, you don't know. When is this happening? Is it in the future? Is it in the past? We don't know. It's all irrelevant anyway, so it's not uh <laughs> it, it doesn't uh, really chart against anything, but uh yeah, look forward to that uh, as that will be a fun uh couple of uh episodes and uh and then we'll uh, uh, we'll get back to the regular scheduled programming on the other side. We'll see you real soon. The Underpowered Hour is produced by me, Steve Barris, and Ike Goss. Consider supporting the show through our Patreon, and when you do, You'll be given access to exclusive content and Underpowered Hour merch. Want even more Underpowered Hour? Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. 